Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I'm the Michael of Michael and I'm joined today by, by the man. Look, I'm letting the call his lip. I'm joined today by the man who I have just learned did not attend school on the day when people learned what centimeters and meters were. It's Benjamin. Look, a meter is a meter. I've got a meter in my pants. It's a, like, that's how I measure. Uh, it's easy. You just, you just take out your, your, your nature's tape measure. Uh, <laughs> you get to work. Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. My, oh, I don't know. I think between my stumbling and that. Uh, oh, this is the worst intro we've ever had. Benjamin, <laughs> um, speaking of intros, do you want to do the theme music there? <gasps> Theme music for the podcast We don't actually have any music But I hope someone will mix them up for us I don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel Yes, very bad. That was a one meter long song. Oh, very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> Benjamin, let's get into it, as yeah. they say in the world of podcasting. <laughs> Who says that? The world of podcasting, they say it. That's the thing they say. <laughs> Benjamin, let's get into it. Let's get right up in it. And why don't you tell me what you thought about the Joker trailer? Oh... Very optimistic. Very optimistic. Look, Get out of here. It's going to be an L standalone. It's got nothing to do with Batman. It's in Gotham, which surprised me. I, I didn't think we were going to pull the trigger on Gotham. Benjamin, I thought that that kid who he was putting the smile on was Bruce Wayne. It very possibly is. It could be a traumatic experience for old Brucey baby mm-hmm. uh, back there. I don't know if Joker's going to be the one to murder the Wayne parents. I hope not. I, it would be a little convoluted. But we've clearly gone a completely different direction. Um, Michael, it's it's clearly it's it's not your dad's Joker. No, it's not your dad's Joker. It's my not da- our Joker. My dad's Joker was Jack Nicholson. Was it Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack Nicholson was my first Joker. I didn't do the Caesar Romero Joker. My grandfather wouldn't let me see the Caesar Romero episodes because he didn't like them. Ben, do you want a famous bit of trivia about Caesar Romero? Go on. He wasn't actually the Joker. He just played him on TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? You thought I was going to say about the mustache? Yes, I, I did. I did. <laughs> in, in a funny way, it, the the kind of the mustache DC debacle came full circle with Henry Cavill. Mm. We had another you mustache the, that was covered you up. See the pictures. <laughs> yeah, the hilarious. onset pictures were finally released, and the whole oh. lower half of his face, his hair is different, his face is different, his uh, demeanor is different. Everything's different. So they basically just had to CGI recreate Henry Cavill's head. That was expensive. And not very effective. No, it's terrible. Mm. They should have just shot all the scenes with Superman from the from the neck down. It would have been easier. Have one of those classic kind of nineties movies things where it's clearly not the character, but the character is talking to his evil double or something like that. Yeah, it'd be very good. It's another man's neck. Um, but um, very clearly produced by Martin Scorsese. Yes, it, it has such a strong seventies Goodfellas vibe. People are comparing it very heavily to the film The King of Comedy. Yes, it, well, Robert De Niro's there. He, he there's a little cameo there in the trailer where he obviously introduces the Joker in some form on a, on a he game show, a chat show host or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the whole thing on the the King of Comedy. The suit that the Joker wears is very reminiscent of the suit that the King of Comedy wears in the film The King in of the Comedy. Film, the King of Comedy, played by Robert De Niro. Um, there are a lot of Scorsese throwbacks there. Um, I like the suit. 
I think that last walk up the hall with a bunch of flowers in his hand, mm-hmm. very good, very menacing. I think, Ben, that Martin Scorsese has just gone, the film that I made, The King of Comedy, would have been a good Joker film. What if I just remake it as a Joker film? But not put my name on it and get Todd Phillips to do it instead? Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't he producing it? <laughs> He's producing it, but I mean, I think Todd's the, the director. Maybe Martin just doesn't want his name associated with a superhero film. Weren't there other films that we've seen where we said, oh, that was a pretty good film, but it could have been a superhero film? Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow could was basically... Black Widow. Yeah, was basically mm. Black Widow. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, the film Life was basically a Venom origin story. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, do you think that's what's happened, Ben? <clears throat> well, no, because it's very blatantly just like, uh, no, this is this is the Joker. This is what we're doing. So, yeah, it's but not I'm anything saying, pretending to be something else. No, but what I'm saying is, he said, oh, The King of Comedy would have been a great Joker film. Oh, yeah. And he's Why just, don't I just yeah. remake it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit early days Looking for to say that. It's very Killing Joke Alan Moore as well. It has the whole aesthetic from the Alan Moore Killing Joke thing. I'm not a fan of the Killing Joke, as you know, Michael. I don't like gratuitous rape in my my storylines. Yeah. Not not a thing I'm into, so I, I don't know. I don't think we'll have any of that, hopefully. Zazie Beats is in it, though. Zazie Beats? Z- no, it's it's definitely Zazie Beats. No, it's Zazie. No, it's not. She says Zazie. Does she? Yeah. I'm I'm inclined to go with people's pronunciation of their right, own To be names. fair, okay, we'll give it to Zazie Beats. So. Yeah. Um, who I found out is half German. There yeah. you go. There you go. Speaks fluent German. Yeah, I think she's like German, like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fashy thing. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Our new segment, Surprise Germans. <laughs> Surprise Germans. <laughs> no one ever expects the Germans. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it, look, they do the classic, the new the new trailer trope, which is take a classic song that people enjoy and, and make it creepy. And this time we have uh, Smile Though Your Heart's Breaking. The Nat King Cole song. That's already creepy. It is it is kind of creepy. Yeah, just put on a, a fake face. I do think Joaquin Phoenix is going to knock it out the park. I don't know if I care. It doesn't matter. It's just I, a Joker film. It's there's just... a certain point where you're going, okay, DC, fair enough. You've taken a new tack. Yeah. You've gone, look, this whole shared universe isn't working. Let's just make films. But that's what they're doing. Yeah. Consistently. And it seems to be better. Speaking of... No, we can't. Uh, no, we can't put jump no, on to that yet. Yeah, we can't jump on to that yet. No, but anyway, uh, I am hopefully optimistic. You're hopefully optimistic, so you're not sure if you're optimistic or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping the film will be good, and I'm optimistic that it will be. Oh, Is that better? better? Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> Is that better? I, I 100% don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think it's weird that there are so many Jokers in the last... I don't think there's any need to have this... Um, well, then, I would agree with you on that, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I've been listening to internet hand-wringing and people saying, we don't need this, we get out of here, this is not my Joker, I've gone a bit Trumpish. And and like, but that is, he probably looked at that and he's like, no, it's not Jack Nicholson. No. Ben, we don't need any films. So anyone who says, we don't need this, just shut up. <laughs> also, anyone who thinks they have any right to say what happens to a character or doesn't happen to a character doesn't understand how fiction works. Or um, copyright law. Or copyright law. Um, interestingly, there was another Joker reveal this week, Michael. Oh, um, far more in the classic style for Gotham. The final, the final two episodes of Gotham. We're going to get a full, fully deformed um, Joker. We, we don't follow Gotham here. I stopped show. watching Gotham Ben after the second season, which is perfectly fine because it turned into another CW sexy mess. I was, um, just, I was just like, is Barbara Gordon going to be Harley Quinn or not? Make up your mind. Yeah, it was another CW sexy mess. Sexy mess. Yeah. Um, and that's that's fine, but uh, the one thing that fans seem to have come together on and got them is uh, bloody Joker. He did, he did a great job. The guy who plays the two different Jokers on the show. Well, Ben, I actually he was in the first two seasons, and he was introduced as a kind of red herring. Yes, but and I, then he was kept. Yeah, people enjoyed it so much they had to come up with a stupidly convoluted way for him to be the Joker. Well, not 
necessarily the Joker did die in his initial appearance with, with Batman. He stabs himself in the chest. Don't 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 ask me how. And he came back. So it, it, it the convolution worked in their favor. Dude. But um, severely deformed Joker was revealed this weekend. You can take a look at him there on the internet. I've seen him. I've seen him. Oh, you're not talking to me. You're talking to the listeners. Yeah. Okay, I'm Sorry. talking to the listeners. You can check him out there online. <laughs> um, he's very deformed. Very, very Scott Schneider Joker when he carved his own face off. Just mm. horrific and grotesque and whatnot. Anyway, sure, look, we were looking at other trailers as well, Michael. Yeah, what speaking, else did we look at? Speaking of horrific, grotesque things, nice. did you see uh, Iggy Pop with his shirt off? Yes. <laughs> So Got him. Uh, this week, <laughs> take that aging icon of <laughs> British eighties punk. <laughs> this week, the trailer for the Dead Don't Die was released. The new Jim Jarmusch film. Then, um, and you revealed something shocking to me, Michael. What's a Jim Jarmusch? A Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch is exactly who Wes Anderson wants to be. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's very Wes Anderson. He's exactly who Wes Anderson. Jim Jarmusch was around way before Wes Anderson was doing his thing. He Jim even Jarmusch stole all of Wes Anderson's friends. Yeah, but they were Jim's friends first. Oh, were they? Um, yeah, Jim Jim Jarmusch is the original odd boy indie darling. Tell me a film that he made. Uh, the Only Lovers Left Alive would have been one that you were possibly about the two immortal vampires, Tilda Swinton, Never Tom Hiddle- Hiddleston. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Very good vampire lord. Never heard of it. Never Ian, even Ian heard Hurt. of it. Then. No? Never, no. Never heard of uh, Coffee and Cigarettes? No. The Little Vignette Shorts? No. No. Uh, Night on Earth? No. No. I've never heard of any of these things. Oh, Michael. Um, Okay, well... What am I even doing on a podcast? He's a real real hit and miss kind of guy. You either love him or you hate him. He's He's he's, got the same kind of clipped deadpan... Style. No, no. Wes Anderson saw Jim Jarmusch and said, I want to do that, but with pastel colours. Is that (gasps) Wes Anderson's voice? Yeah, pretty much. Um, And that's exactly what he did. He went... uh, Jim Jarmusch would be the, the kind of grungy... Uh, opposite of that and then Wes like, they're like two sides of the same coin Michael right um, if you were two facing Wes Anderson would be the good half the Harvey Dent half and then uh, Jim Jarmusch would be the, the wacky two facey homicidal part he doesn't kill people your computer just died did it? yes or it went off no it, no, just, it didn't it, it just, just went off screensaver baby. oh goodness goodness such shock such shock and horror um, but yeah he's a he's a real famous indie darling ghost dog yeah, Way of the Samurai with yeah. um, what's his wonderful name, Forrest Whitaker. Weird Eye Guy. Yeah, yeah Forrest Whitaker. Um, that's really famous. It's about a, a black samurai. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Yeah, that's him. That's Jimmy Jimmy J. Jimmy yeah, J. Moosh. I've have, I not seen any of these other ones. Well, they're very good, Michael. I, I recommend Only Lovers Left Alive. That's a real fun romp. That's literally the only one I've seen, and I didn't realize that was. Yeah. That's probably his most Hollywood one, then, is it? It would have been mad popular in the 90s. It was real up there with the kind of like urban grit. But it's not that stylized from what I remember. No, but people want to see a black samurai. Apparently there's a market for that. It was pretty good. It was 1999, same year as uh, Matrix. Matrix, yeah. It would have been in there. Like It's basically Morpheus and Neo had a baby and it's, it's Forrest Whitaker. I've, I don't think the Matrix came out in 1999, man. I think it came out in 1997. Did it? I think I've tricked you into a Ben's retractions there. Uh, well, look. No, it was. It was nice. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Mixed retractions, retractions. Where, um, where are we going? Yeah, yeah, the trailer looks good, though, Ben. But, uh, yeah, it's very funny. Very, very classic uh, Wes Craven, John Carpenter voiceover at the beginning. Yeah. In a small town. I love that. I, I miss that in trailers. I, I want more of that in my life. It has um, Bill Murray in it. It's got Billy M. Yeah. 
Bill Emery. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, it's, cla- it's classic horror. It's classic old Day of the Dead. But it's a comedy, though. It's it's now a com- comedia. Um, yeah, it definitely is. It's got uh, Adam Driver, who's still getting work. He, I think he's good of a deadpan delivery. Yeah, he, he'll be good in this, yeah. I'd say. Um, but yeah, again, we're just going to focus on the comedy element of all this. Selena Gomez is in it. So obviously yeah, Jim Jarmusch reason, has yeah. made friends with, with Selena Gomez somewhere along the line. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Or that, hired her. Or hired. No, he usually... This is the thing. Jim Jarmusch has like... He casts people that he hangs out with. Mm. It's, it's a whole thing. It's mm. a whole thing. But he's got a whole lore built up around him. Jim Jarmusch, it's like uh, David Cronenberg's phone younger brother. Okay, I'll, you know, I'll watch some of them. Um, check so, them out; they're real weird, but they're, insist, they're good. If you insist, Benjamin. Speaking of comic books, which we weren't, but now are. Yeah, sure. Um, you know what's the best comic book at the moment? <gasps> now I have to put the theme music in again. <laughs> Is it Gobots? No, it's not Gobots. <laughs> ben, if you remember, Gobots was absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. It was like a willy infection. <laughs> One of the worst things that could happen. Oh, I've got a serious case of Gobots. Oh, who gave you that? <laughs> Ooh. Not saying, Ben. Um, <laughs> Go on, Ben. You know what's the best comic is at the moment? It's probably Conan. Conan. Yeah, that's not anything to do with Conan. No. I felt like saying it that way. <laughs> I think that was oh. Brave Star. Um, yes, it's very good though, Ben. I would strongly recommend that people read it. Yeah, it's it's very good. The art, oh, the art, Michael. The the art is by an artist that you said was very good. His name I can't remember. Oh, he has an Arabic name. Oh, for for no for Conan, I can't remember. For Conan, Ma- Ma- uh, do you have a copy of it there. We looked it up. Oh, this is fantastic. But anyway, the the new Conan is is very good. It follows his whole life, and it's kind of a, a classic leading up to the death of Conan arc, yep. uh, the end of Conan. But we go through his history, Mahmud Asra. Oh yes, I did tell you about him before. You did. Um, and the film films are the covers are done by Esad Rib. Bitch, I don't know how to say his name. Ribic, um, French guy, great covers. Oh Ben, everything about it's great. Yeah, they're very, very classically Frank Frazetta. The first, yes, or Les Edwards. Yes, very Les Edwards. Is Les Edwards the right person? No, it's not. Um, but <laughs> trying his hand. Les. But um, yeah, it follows the Sumerian as he goes around all of his adventures in his youth, and it's just Conan being a big old badass. Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb. <laughs> it's um, Leslie and the Jets. It's. I really, I'm really enjoying it. The first two issues, I think, if I remember correctly, or it might have even just been one, but they're the framing device of the story. Yes, they are. Where he is captured by a, a witch the and witch. her children. The, well, and no, she, the children aren't originally there. It's, it's. She's ca- he's captured by the witch in the first. I thought he beats the witch and then the children catch him. That's later. That's uh, that's later in the story, though, is it not? British illustrator. Les Edwards. Oh, look at you. In look your you. face, Ben. Oh, it is very Les Edwards. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I said. Remember what uh, I said? <laughs> very good. Oh, very. V Conan. Yes. V Conan. In um, your face, Benjamin. No, I, I, my understanding of it, my understanding of it was... Well, Ben, this isn't a thing where I've potentially misread it. I've just forgotten. Oh, okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. My, what I'm saying yeah. is, it's a framing device, and they're... Drawing from his blood because his blood has become powerful every time he escaped death. Yeah, which is quite a bit. But that's the whole point because then every issue is a story of Conan escaping death. Yeah, and then you get to see a really cool issue. There's a whole thing with a lion. 
The lion is brilliant. Great. He's I'm kind of a lion. He's kind of like a fantasy land Batman for a bit. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> it's a, there's one of the pirate ships. There's a pirate ship there's one. one of the big kind of wormy things. He's big uh, on he's big on saving slaves. It's cosmic horror stuff. You can't yeah. feed the cursed bodies to the, the, the ocean or it transforms all the stuff that eats yeah, them. There's one where he's about to be executed, but it all goes wonky. It's bloody great. It's brilliant. It's bloody great. It is the best comic the on, on the shelves, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, though, is he's in a like a normal superhero comic at the yeah. moment. <laughs> he's in the Avengers. What's and he's that about? Just, like in that, it, there's no point to him because he's in it with Hercules. And what can Conan do that Hercules can't? Be badass. Yeah, but Hercules. He also prays to a god that doesn't care. Yeah, um, which I really enjoy. I'm really enjoying the various things of I would pray to Crom, but Sumerians don't care. Yeah, and I would. Crom doesn't either. Yeah, I would pray to Crom, but he's a real prick. He's <laughs> a real prick bag. Crom's a real dick. Um, yeah, but I'm enjoying that immensely. Uh, speaking of gods, yes. Michael. Yes. What did we see yesterday? Uh, the trailer for the new season of American Gods. No, that's been that's been going for a while. Yeah, now. I didn't watch Michael. it until yesterday. Yeah, I haven't been watching anything to do with that you know what I saw yesterday that was quite good Go on, get, Cloak get, and Dagger is back Cloak and, uh, it's pretty good It's uh, it has no reason to be good because the plots are uh, terrible but just the leads are so so good at their job such good, good actors them. such good actors good to see a V good lead yeah and it's unusual in, in, in a Marvel thing it's very character driven I don't even remember the plot of last year's when I just like the two leads You've always been taken in by strong personalities, so yeah, it's a whole thing. It's true, Ben. Yeah, but we saw Shazam. We did. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Changed thunder sound effect inserted there. Yeah. Um, yeah, bloody bloody decent LTC film. It was Ben. <laughs> decent LTC we we film. thoroughly enjoyed it. Ten four, goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. I I really enjoyed it. I had a I had a gay old time. Ben, let's do our because there were four men. Well, I mean, one could look at it that way, or we could just use the old-fashioned, innocent way where it wasn't are, are derogatory and insulting. Are we bringing it back? Oh, let's bring it back. Okay. Benjamin, back. no spoilers. Give oh. us a brief description of what what is uh, what even is the film Shazam. Billy Batson <laughs> is, um, Glad that's back. is an abandoned child mm-hmm. who's been bouncing around the foster system in the United States of A. Um and basically, he's on the hunt for his mother, mm-hmm. who who left him behind, and he finds his way into a brand new foster family with a bunch of foster kids run by two former foster kids yeah. who are in love and yeah. have a house to help those who don't have mums and dads to have a mum and dad. And the lady foster looks like a busty Latina Erica Durance from Smallville. Does, would do. 10 out good, of 10. Uh, well, I'm glad that this is now a rating system we have. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do. Yeah. Um, but aside from that... Uh, obviously, he's he's a real no good punk who grew yeah. up tough in the system. He's yeah. a he's a student of the school of hard knocks. Although he does have lovely hair, he has lovely lovely hair. He's very clean for a student of hard knocks. Yeah, very he clean, is, very he, very put together. He looks like Arya Stark. He does. Oh, he I could, does look like Arya Stark. I couldn't unsee it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's ruined him for me as well. Um. Interestingly, he's grown much bigger since the film was filmed. If you see him in that interviews, that will happen with child actors. Yeah, he's quite big now. He's a very yeah. big, broad guy. Yeah. He's kind. Of, he looks even more like Zachary Levy than oh, good. he did in the film. Yeah, That's good. It's very unusual to see. Um, anyway, I don't think it is very unusual to see Ben. Most children get Most bigger. Most children get bigger. <laughs> um, in fact, if he didn't get bigger, I would say that would be unusual. Anyway, going back to the synopsis before I blush red and scarlet. Um, 
there are two storylines happening at the same time here. It's very much mirror reflections of each other. The other oh. one we're looking at is Thaddeus Savannah in 1970. Was it 78 or 74? I don't know why I can't Doesn't remember. matter. Anyway, in the past. Anyway, his his dad's a real dickbag. Yeah, played by John um, Glover from from Smallville. From Smallville. So he's getting his getting his DC licks in again. Yeah. Um, and a real dickbag of a brother. It's uh, dickbag one and dickbag two and then poor mm-hmm. old Thaddeus in the back seat. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, if I had parents, if I had a dad that laughed every time my brother psychologically like tormented me and hit me and beat me I would also turn out a bit of a bad egg I'd imagine Michael uh, well that was only one of the things that turned him into a bad egg then no, there were a few things there were a few things it was a systematic abuse over time um, Michael and, but, and Shazam but anyway childhood drama um, the wizard Shazam goes Dadia Silvana no he doesn't um, but he calls him to the the rock of eternity the rock mm-hmm. of eternity to test him to see if he'd be a good champion of, of the lightning good yeah. champion of the lightning um, to inherit the powers of Shazam he's real bad eh? and he gets tempted by the seven sins and then he gets cast out of the rock of eternity and that only adds to his abandonment issues abuse issues not being good enough issues inferiority complex all that stuff and he spends his whole life hunting down the seven sins again yeah anyway he gets his powers uh, Shazam runs out of time to find a replacement for him the wizard Shazam runs yeah. out of time to replace him and uh, Billy gets to step up to the plate yeah adventures ensue Tom Hanks is suing <laughs> it is quite big isn't it uh, very big it's quite big without the kind of creepy older lady sniffing yeah around. which I really enjoyed they avoided that uh, pitfall yeah that was good <laughs> this time round, which was good Ben what did you like about the film Shazam it took Just okay. Tell me, tell me that very briefly. What what I enjoyed about it, it took a while to get going. Not too briefly, Ben. We've got an hour to talk. <laughs> took a while to get going. It took a while to get going for me. I, I could. I said, what did you like? And the, the first of, thing you said was a complaint. I'll go on. Yeah. The visual comedy was probably my favorite element of it. There are lots of throwaway jokes and stuff like that. F- when it comes F- to F- that. Fuel. Give but us an visually example. Visually speaking, of one. one of the best examples is when he learns to fly and then gets hit by a truck and bounced around oh, twice yeah. on a freeway. <laughs> That's a classic gag, though, isn't it? That classic gag. Iron Man and Iron Man 3. I still, I'm, I'm still going to take it. I still enjoyed it immensely. Um, there are lots of, of good visual gags as they go around. The timing between... The chemistry between the, the original two, Freddie Freeman and Billy Batson, are, are great. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're... Freddie Freeman good match. remind me of a young um, Ryan Reynolds. A young Ryan... That's not unlike... Um, our, our good friend of the podcast, Shane, uh, yeah. turned around to me and said, if Fred Sa- if there was ever a Fred Savage biopic, we found the young Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, that'd do it. Um, yeah. Which was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, a lot of Hollywood kids look like Fred Savage, though. It's the Hollywood yeah, kid look. It's the Hollywood kid look. Benjamin. Um, yeah. One complaint I had to have Go about on. it was mo- nearly every Shazam in it was in the trailer. Yeah, Not all true. of them. All the Shazam Nearly all of them mm. And most of the important ones Yeah the big in, ones the Including big the iconic one Where he jumps off the building That shouldn't have been in the trailer That shouldn't have been in the trailer But that's why well, That's modern trailers for you Ben No respect The whole the, They are the spark notes of, of films At this I point Don't know what spark notes Just are Just give ben. you the whole thing It's an American cheating system That summarises books And gives you everything you need to know oh, To pass good. an exam I don't know if that's cheating That seems fair enough Anyway Um one of the things I really enjoyed was the strong visual language that they built up over the whole film. There's a lot of foreshadowing done. Go on. I'm thinking particularly of the opening scenes. No with, spoilers now. No, no, there's no, there's no spoilers here. With Tad Zelana, where uh, when he looks at the the orb that kind of contains the essences of the seven sins, mm-hmm. it, it mirrors over his left eye. Oh, so it foreshadows what's what's going to go that's on very there. Clever. Um, there's a lot of that kind of thing. There's a lot of strong foreshadowing. Um, I won't do any. I can't really do any more without spoiling some stuff. Okay, so we're going to well, stay away well, from hang that. On, hang off there for a minute. Um, Mark Strong put in a bit of a middling performance. They got him to do an American accent. Yeah, not his best work. Yeah, look, 
he was still a developed villain with an arc. He had an arc. Yeah. We'll give him an arc. Yeah, Probably did. one of the better villains we've seen in DC-dom. Probably the best villain we've seen in DC. Yeah, quite possibly. Isn't that sad? Yeah. He, like, sad. he had an arc. He had motivation. He had, you know, he had a goal. He wasn't just a cackling lunatic. Yeah, no, there was, was a real, there was real trauma there, there driving of, some. Yeah, a bit of tragedy behind moves. him. Yeah, he was, he was all right. I mean, he was a bit generic. So were the Seven Deadly Sins, though. But they were yeah. big grey blob men. But they had a little bit of variation yeah, here and there. They were nearly there, weren't they? Near, they? Just, just change the color on a couple of them. Oh, that's all you had to do. Yeah, they were red a bit for of a, wrath. They were a bit of an amorphous blob. Yeah, green for envy. Yeah, yellow for sloth. You yeah, just, just such a small tweak. Because some good designs, some poor designs. Yeah, the gluttony was excellent. Some were very lazy though. The gluttony, I think. Greed was pretty lazy. Greed was boring. Loads of arms. Weird winged demon man. Don't even know. I what never he figured was. out which one he was. Yeah. I didn't know if he was pride soaring yeah. too high and who knows. Ben. Figured out. Envy was a bit meh. Yeah. Wrath was good. Wrath was enjoyable. Was he the big heavy one? Yeah, he was the big heavy lifter. Yeah. And Gluttony was good with his big open belly. Yeah, that was very good. Big open belly. Although, thing. obviously, a bit qu- quite scary because it didn't get really any that's, that's, direct on screen time. That's it was just the kind one of in the scene back. that kind of threw me off is the, the, the boardroom scene. Okay. No, well, no spoilers. No, no, no spoilers. Look, Ben. But it didn't scene, fit a 12A rating. <laughs> that scene had more guts than the entire. And I mean guts as in bravado and willingness to show. It had more kutzbah. Than the entirety of the film Venom. It's Huxba. Is it? Mm. Well, I pronounce it Kutzba. Okay. Well, I don't care. Okay, fair enough. Um, it had more... That, that's the end of the Jewish It had more... <laughs> I don't think so. You said something worse before. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, didn't, we didn't lose them. Um, we had... It had more Kutzba than the entire movie Venom. How much more Huxba did it have? Michael? A lot more. I mean... It, yeah, it, no. It, there it, were, there, it was willing to go the extra mile. And yeah. I think the CGI might have been better than Venom. Mm. Um, it certainly was better. Pretty hell that Mobius film is going ahead Jared Leto did an old leak of yeah, the, no, of, Nobody wants that Nobody wants that Nobody wants Jared Leto in general Nobody wants it <laughs> But um, as we've said before Not my Mobius. Ben, Morbius Morbius Quite good Let's move now from that discussion Into a discussion with mild spoilers But We won't reveal the film But we'll discuss a couple of things that That were you can't talk about without spoiling it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Because there are a few... It's not the spoiler word. <laughs> we should have joined to and started klaxon. Like a really obnoxious klaxon that will frighten people who are listening, <laughs> listening to just half asleep on the train on Monday morning. <laughs> Scared shitless when a klaxon goes off. Um, anyway, I liked, Ben, the bit where... The whole film was a dig at previous DC films. Oh man, there's so many little middle fingers being flipped. Yeah. Um, as we go along, the even even the the big reveal there towards the end, where where we get the the Marvel family. Oh, you just spoiled like the main thing. We, we, not, <laughs> we said we were doing spoilers. Yeah, but I mean, we were doing little spoilers. Ah, right, shit, okay, you, take that back. Go no, back. No, go no, back. no, you've done just it. Now. Pretend you didn't hear that. No, pretend you, did. you didn't hear that. Look, Ben. Anyone in the world who has any interest in toys or action figures or memorabilia already knew already knew it was spoiled long Funko Pop seemed to be the number one source of spoilers now they're fucking dick bags I hate Funko Pop they're no good Ben okay real shysters you've opened the can of worms anyway did you enjoy the Marvel family on reflection, no. Really? No. I really enjoyed Megan Good's work. Well, you would enjoy Megan Good's work. We all enjoyed Megan Good's very work. Very strong work. Megan Good, great actress. Very. Just, just, just great. A great set 
of, of skills and Ben <clears throat> for acting I think it's worth pointing out as well also quite attractive also quite attractive yes. outside of the skills and uh, yeah played a 12 year old in an adult body quite well yeah she did a really quite, good job I genuinely believe there was a child trapped in an adult well yeah. not trapped but in, a, in yeah. an adult's body great job which is uh, funny because she's the same age as me and I am also a child trapped in an adult's body <laughs> Santa scene was v good yeah. um, Santa scene made, made part of the film for me um, didn't care much for I did think that Adam Brody was excellent casting mm-hmm. in that regard for an older again, Freddie Freeman again friend of the podcast Shane said that they cast Adam Brody first and then found a kid who yeah, looked very, like very possibly very possibly but I enjoyed that but the others were a bit mesh I liked them nah. I liked the little twist one nah. of the things I really liked about it was it was very much uh, now we have a Justice League that's better, That's than, better than the Justice League the Justice we had. League. Remember the Justice League? Remember how you didn't like that? Here, look. There's a fast one. There's a strong one. There was a great color palette in this one as mm. well. Like everyone, I will say that for all those characters, very visually distinct. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Quick color change. That's, That's all, you, all need. you need. I think if the Seven Deadly Sins had been rainbow colored as well, it might have got a bit garish. You didn't even have to do them rainbow colored. You could have just had a mild tone to the skin, a dark scaly red for for the... Wrath and oh, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. We can't go back and change things, Michael. You know what I liked about it, Ben? Go on. The whole film, and this is what I thought this distinctualized it from um, Batman vs Superman. And Sorry, Justice distinctualized. League. Yeah, distinctualized made it distinct from. Uh, this is what distinctualized uh-huh. it from <laughs> Batman vs Superman. Just like the whole thing appeared to be filmed in a real place. Yes. The school looked like a real school. Yes. The town looked like a real town. The that's, strip club looked like a real strip club. That's actually true. That strip club was very realistic. Yeah. The, the, um, cause it, cause you didn't get to go inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fun, the fairground looked like a real fairground. It was, it was real looking. Real good. Everything looked kind of real. Very enjoyable. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. I also liked the bit, Ben. You said this was probably two on the money, but as a kid, Smashing a Batman and a Superman action figure together. <laughs> and then he sees Dr. Savannah and Shazam they fighting outside. They clash at the exact same time he clashes the toys. And he drops the toys on the ground and stares in awe at the, the real superheroes. Winky, 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 winky. Shazam is way better. Yeah, it was a Way lot better. better. Um, Mark Strong would have been a great Lex Luthor. Yes. At, in in that particular encounter. Much better than the Lex Luthor we got. Um, it's interesting how strongly they drew from the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Shazam reboot from the New 52. It's a lot all of, from that. A lot of what you said, yeah, last week, that uh, the Shazam runs out of time and yeah. he, he's convinced he won't get to find the perfect person, so he just chooses good enough. It's all from that, mm. yeah. Um, I do think they actually made it stronger from a storytelling point of view. In the in the comic, it's Billy Batson that convinces the wizard. Mm. That there are no good people, which is a bit of a stretch that a kid mm-hmm. could convince such an arrogant man that that was possible. I think it's much better that it's the trauma of Savannah uh, Co- taking the power that re- makes him realize he's out of time. Um, there's also no Black Adam in, in this one. Well, obviously. there is a bit. We see we see the champion that they chose wrongly. Yeah. But in the, in the Jeff John, Gary Frank run, it's uh, Black Adam who has all the 
power. Well, that's either going to come out in a sequel or in a spin-off. Oh, we definitely get a a spin-off. Black Adam could work. I think that's what's in the in the a works. Prequel, a prequel Black Adam. Yeah, Ben. I think the most exciting thing was that when we were watching the credits at the end, my name was in the credits. Yes, Michael Leonard, uh, B camera operator, first assistant B camera operator. I excuse actually, you. That was very sir. exciting. Yeah, um, it was actually a little bit like going with the child to the cinema. He's like, <laughs> look, look, Jim, look, it's me. There was a lot of kids in the cinema. There was a lot. It's a kids' movie. They weren't really enjoying it. Didn't seem to click on it. There was one dad in the corner of the cinema. I don't know if you heard that. Who would answer the screen as though it were talking to him? <laughs> Name yeah. one good sidekick, and he Robin. shouted out, "Robin!" Yeah, shut up, Robin. And then there was a it was a good punch in there. At one point, he goes, "Oh yes!" He was really into it, and his kids were just there going, "Dad, you're embarrassing us." Embarrassing us. Stop it. Which is ben. what me and Jim and Shane said to you when you kept going on about first assistant camera, camera operator. Benjamin. Mick. That's mean. Benjamin, <laughs> did you feel it was better than Marvel's Captain Marvel? In some ways, yeah. Yeah, but in other ways, no. In, I think from a supporting cast point of view, absolutely not. Right. It, it needed a stronger supporting cast in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just telling a simple story and doing it well... Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's isn't it? it's very simple. Like it, there's no grand stakes. It's really. Will it make a billion, Ben? Uh, doubtful. No. It hasn't got. Culturally speaking, it's very insignificant. It, well, it doesn't it you, doesn't take you, any great strides for representation of yeah of other ethnicities. It doesn't take any great strides in terms of promoting the role of women. Yeah, but neither did Aquaman, and that made a billion. Amber Heard. <laughs> what what about her <laughs> what did she hear Amber Billion Heard um, no Jason Momoa is a big old beefcake I don't yeah. know if Zachary Levy has the sex appeal of Shazam it is interesting though that future uh, I, I've stolen this thought from somewhere but it is interesting that if there's a team up movie in the future it will be people excited about Aquaman Shazam and Wonder Woman teaming up yeah right I'd watch that um, I did think Zachary Levy on occasion. I've never been a big fan some of Zachary of the, Yeah, some of the delivery from Zachary. He... It's almost like he was just having his personality. And I was just like, oh, it's a bit of a... It's too sugar Cody. The kid was better, I think. The the young... Sarcastic The kid. young Billy Batson was actually... Yeah, there was a huge personality shift between the yeah. kids. It was almost like, like Zachary Levy hadn't seen the scenes the kid had filmed. Almost. Almost. Yeah, I don't know. No, I would have preferred someone better in the role. John John Ham. John Ham. Now there's a Shazam. Too old. He's too old now. Yeah. yeah. But a, in this prime John Ham, yeah, I'd watch that. They're going to reach a point in the next couple of years where they'll have to decide when that kid is old enough to be a man. Is the, he going to Billy Batson into Shazam or is he going to Billy Batson into Billy Batson? They'll drop him. They'll drop the kid. Zachary Levy has the star power. Kid doesn't. But how will. He'll just be Shazam for the whole film. Yeah. That kind of defeats the purpose. I know. It takes away or will he fun. will he say Shazam and turn into a young Zachary Levy? Oh. De-age him. De-age him. That could happen. That might yeah. Do that. But I don't know if Zachary Levy could carry because that by himself. We like, there's not as much Shazam time as you think. There, there really yeah, he's not, isn't. Like yeah. That family dynamic is pushed much harder. That's one of the interesting things. They, they really do make... Um, Savannah a foil for him in mm. that Savannah grew up with a whole family yeah, hates and him. he hates them whereas Billy Batson grew up with no family and he ends up loving them like it's a very narratively speaking and storyline wise damn damn strong strongest one I've seen out of the DC run 
Benjamin in terms of symbolism. And Let's finish that up there. Go on, yeah. Because one of the things that we found interesting about the film was its kind of introduction of, of, of its own twist on mythology. Do you know what I'm saying, Ben? It, it, it kind of... There's the seven sin, the seven deadly sins, and they're kind of demony thingies. Demony thingies that plague humanity. And then there was the seven, the seven wizards. Yeah, the Council of Eternity. Mike. Yeah, the Council of Eternity. And then we, you know, what we said, we said it's interesting when a when a fictional universe creates its own pantheon of of gods and yeah, its own mythology to go by. So yeah. there's there's a couple of names for this kind of thing, Michael. And we put it out to the listeners because yeah, you we'll couldn't the pick one. Decide, uh, I, I came up with I came up with two neo pantheons, yeah. which is yeah, meta pantheons, which oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a bit better. Panties, the, pan, panties, panties that yes, <laughs> meta panties. Um, yeah. There's also a couple of other ones that I was looking around the web for. Uh, myth, mythopoeia. Is oh. it technically what it's called when you create a myth like of a your own for it, like a Tolkien mythology or something oh. like that? Um, there is also speculative, um, speculative pante- pantheon, um, which is where you create something to do with the the basic system and structure of your universe. So, if you're universe building, that's what you get. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because nearly every fictional property eventually ends up making up anything that's kind of. In any way, fantasy or science fiction-y, or they end up making up their own pantheon. Yeah, Lord's need a god. It's a very human thing to do, apparently. We love it. We love that story. No, none so guilty as comic books, Michael. Comic books have hundreds. Look at Crom from Conan. Well, Crom predates. Doesn't Conan predate predate comic books? Wasn't he does Conan? He's a book. He's a novel. He's now a book. What other gods are in Conan's universe? I don't know. See, that's do I... the thing. They make up loads of different ones. He always mm. raids an L temple, finds an L totem. A temple like of Nabucodu. Nabucodu. Yeah. The, the evil Nabucodu. Yeah. Um, or the the righteous Nabucodu. It really you depends know, on yeah. on who's worshiping who. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, you get the idea. But uh, so we can start with Shazam. Um, he's part of the Council of the. He's the last of the Council of Eternity. Mm. Um, and he later gets retconned in DC Metal as one of the members of the Seven Immortals on Earth. Um, Carter Hall being one of them, who's constantly... Carter Hall Hawkman? Yes, he's oh. constantly reincarnated. He assembles the Seven Immortals so they can study the effects of the Dark Universe in the DC Comics. Huh. Um, and he's introduced there. It's an abortive... Um film franchise the dark universe no no that was the shitty uh tom cruise enterprise <laughs> yeah. no 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 it was a little bit different the, the dark universe in dc comics is actually quite a big thing in terms of how it shapes mm. including the dark gog barbatos oh. um but anyway uh shazam himself is the the lightning god the god of lightning ah. in that particular one it turns out later that he's based on mamaragan which is the australian aboriginal god of lightning um, Shazam is based on the Australian Aboriginal god. Mama oh, the Ragen. Wizard Shazam. The Wizard Shazam. Not sorry, the, the Wizard Captain Sh- Marvel yeah, sorry. Shazam. The Wizard Shazam. You can see it. He's very clearly Aboriginal in origin mm-hmm. um, there. But he was on the Council of Eternity, and they were a bunch of different gods. They got together and, and did some business. Were they all kind of smushed together from. Uh, I'm, doing inv- I'm doing air quotes here. I'm not because my hands are cold. But were they all smushed together from real gods as in it's they're cobbled together from established real world mythologies right yeah um there there is an egyptian god that sits on the council Mm. it's hard to say because jeff johns never explains the other members of the council Ah. um i originally thought when we were watching shazam the movie yeah that the siblings would sit in the different chairs and receive different powers oh to shazam you see i'd seen the funko pop toys so i knew they they were just going to become Spoiled them for you, but I was rather hoping mm-hmm. to see 
um, that happened but it didn't because it hasn't been established anywhere in the DC universe what exactly they did they were just However, all Shazams that Council of Eternity is responsible for three of the heavy hitters that are kind of gods in the DC universe the question the the Phantom Stranger and Pandora are three archetypes of Harbingers of Doom no. in the DC universe those are three people that were punished by the Council of Eternity um, the Phantom Stranger craved um fame and uh, notoriety mm-hmm. um, and so his punishment was to spend eternity roaming around the world not being known by anybody he was mm-hmm. the phantom stranger yeah. and to engage in that um, the question was a thief who stole knowledge all the time so, so now he has no face so now he's got no face um, and he came to do that and Pandora is the one who opened Pandora's box so again we're borrowing from actual lore but they've been re-established as, as different things. But that's not the only example we have of that kind of thing going on. That's not the only Pantheon shenanigans we have. No. Shazam shenanigans. Yeah. What else we got, Michael? Oh, you were leading to me. Yeah, yeah. Ben, the... Uh, you are the co-host of the podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Ben, I was looking at it from a perspective of entirely new... Well, that's what you should God. do. Chrome is, an exa- is a good example. Chrom- I don't know if Chrome is entirely new, but that whole... Um, that whole... Uh, dark medieval fantasy inspired a lot of British stuff in the 80s. Mm. Uh, have you ever heard of Michael Moorcock? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, he came, he came up... Well, he didn't... You know, no one ever comes up with a single idea. He developed the idea of chaos. Okay. Um, the idea of chaos and being in opposition to order. I know that that exists in throughout history. It, yeah. But everything nicked it. Dungeons and Dragons nicked it. Yeah, yeah. And specifically, the one I'm going to talk about, Ben, is Warhammer nicked it. Warhammer? Because Warhammer stole the idea of having chaos gods and order gods. And we were talking about this the other week where when things like that were formed, they were first created in the 70s and 80s when it was a bit of a wild, wild west sort of situation. Yeah. People were throwing ideas at the wall. Someone shouted, we need more cock. And yeah. Then... <laughs> Michael, get more, get my, <laughs> get more cock. Michael, more cock. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm going to check if that's his real name before we go too far. <laughs> down the, I've already been enjoying that. But anyway, yeah, the they, were, they were following the, uh, the student pasta method of cooking where you take your piece of pasta out and you fling it at the wall and if it sticks, it's done. Yes. So, Ben... In the original days of Warhammer, Warhammer was very much just a smattering of Lord of the Rings, yeah, a, a, a touch of Conan. A touch of whatever you're having yourself. Basically a whatever you're having yourself. And they had lots and lots of gods. And some of them were order gods and some of them were chaos gods. Classic. But as we talked about before, when lore for, for things starts developing... People lost interest in the Order Gods. They're less fun. Yeah, Chaos is better. The Chaos Gods became the 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 pantheon of Warhammer. And there are, there are four or five of them, depending on... Big old, big old Chaos Gods. Depending on where in the timeline of the development of this thing you're looking. Well, you, so, you see, because sometimes there are more. Anyway, the big ones, Ben, they have your classic archetypes. Yeah. You know, what do your bad gods typically represent death destruction disease exactly exactly oh Mm. i see what you've done there so they have corn not the food stuff corn freak on a leash corn k-h-o-r-n-e very close to freak on a leash corn which is k-o-r-n well that's interesting because he he they do wear collars Oh, corns, demons, and and entities have collars that protect them from magic kinky because a little bit yeah but the corn is the least kinky Corn hates oh. kinkiness. 
Oh, he's an he's a he's an ordered chaos demon. No, he <laughs> is the god of violence and war and bloodshed. Oh, nice one. And he hates subtlety or manipulation or. He'd rather just be straight. Oh, he's a classic warrior god then. Yeah, yeah. and he has. Got... I have no time for your tricks, exactly. you coward. Yeah, and yeah. he he's a big red bull-headed humanoid thing. Come with out and fight me like a man. Brass armor. Bronze oh, armor, lovely. And the whole idea is he comes from the gods and Warhammer exist in the in the chaos universe. It's a, a dark reflection. It's the like the, the dark universe in DC, kind of. Yeah. Um, but they're fed by emotion. Okay. Right. So Corn was born when the first human committed a murder. And now Cain and Abel are. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nice. I think, or was he? There was, look. there was one stage where, you know, because the lore was so in flux. There was one stage where he was born during World War Two. <laughs> what? Because that was like the peak of human misery. Not misery, warfare. Okay. Because uh, Corn isn't the god of misery. He's the god of warfare. Oh, there is a god of misery coming down the line, is there? Not necessarily. Oh, for God's sake! But ne- and, so go, go on. on. Next no, god. <laughs> next god. Next god is Nurgle. Oh, I've heard that. That one goes around, though. That's in the Bible somewhere, isn't it? He's, Nur- he's is a he? demon of some kind in, in the Bible. That name knocks around all the time. Well, that's the other thing, because they are just archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Nurgle is the god of disease yeah. and pestilence yeah. and suffering. Real bad egg. But the good thing about him, is the funny thing about him is he's quite jovial. Oh. Because he he, he loves his followers and he spreads his plagues and his diseases. And when you're contract when you contract them, you gradually become one of his demons. Ah. But it takes away all your pain and suffering. So oh. he's kind of the god of the sick and the dying who turn to him for relief and of the suffering. Them. Yeah. Oh. Helps them in inverted commas. Yeah, by turning them into demons. Yeah. yeah they well, lose their soul in some form, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, what else we got? What, what other we've got big a bad eggs? Slanesh. Oh, that's a terrible... Oh, that name is just uncomfortable. Sl- good. Slanesh is the god of excess... Hedonism Sloth N- No not laziness uh, Oh no sorry gluttony A bit of gluttony A bit of uh, lust hmm. A bit of pride A bit of whatever you're having yourself Yeah and It's the name cor- of this episode but Corn and Slash <laughs> They hate each other Oh because one has to Okay one, yeah because it's all underhanded subtlety and Yeah Getting the ride and, Exactly you know, and Hiding no in the bed chambers exactly. Of your, your concubines And that um, kind of thing Slanesh has long been A sticky wicket For Games Workshop Because The market for Games Workshop Is Teenage boys Yeah Mostly Or was historically And what better way To sell miniatures To teenage boys Than Tits. to have boobies Yeah <laughs> So Slanesh often Slanesh figures often Had boobies More than one sometimes Or just one sometimes Oh um, A mono boob Sometimes hmm. Because Slanesh is androgynous Oh and, nice And to teenage classic. boys That means booby on the left No booby on the right Boom <laughs> And then the last one is The last one kind of Sometimes is Cinch And Cinch is the god Of manipulation And sorcery So Crom hates him too Crom. Uh, Corn, corn, yeah, oh, corn. Damn. They all hate each other. Okay, well, that's all four a of them hate thing. each other. Yeah. In 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 the olden days of Games Workshop, there was a fifth god called Malal, and that's Mal- a good name. It's a pretty good name, yeah. yeah. And Malal was the god, but Malal isn't Malal. I think was created by Michael Moorcock. Anyway, there was a there was a copyright dispute, and they can't use Malal anymore. Trust Malal, to make Malal, huh? Malal was the chaos god of chaos's own anarchy and he was the chaos god who all he wanted to do was beat the other chaos gods 
That's pretty good. He would never team up with them or anything. And his followers were very few and far between because they couldn't work together with anyone. So they would instantly, if if Malal lured someone, they would instantly start fighting everyone, basically. And That's interesting. Yeah, it was a pretty cool concept, but it's gone now. <laughs> it's gone now. Copyright took that away. Okay. It's a pretty good one, though. It's a very rich universe of demons, and, and, yeah. and th- there are good gods. Oh, good. Oh, good god. <laughs> oh, good god. There are good gods, but the good gods are usually formed by the thoughts of worship of mortals. So, like, if a if a particularly powerful person becomes very powerful, and enough people worship them, they, they can kind of become a they god. Ascend. Okay. But they the the those type of gods are much 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 weaker than the four primordial. Yeah, they've evil. got that base. Yeah, yeah, since time immemorial exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah, mm. classics. I took I took a look a little bit closer to 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 our field in general, Michael. Bloody the endless. The mm. endless is probably a great example of a. Of a made-up pantheon. That's yeah, a very good example. The Neil Gaiman yeah. knocking it out of the park with possibly one of the most revered pantheons in, mm. in comic book history. Um, the Endless are made up of the Seven Ds. Yeah, more cock. Um, <laughs> Destiny, delirium, dream, desire, despair, death, and destruction. What did delirium used to be called? Delight. delight. Yeah. She was delight, and then mankind corrupted, and delight became a few and far between thing because we're so cynical, and it became delirium, which is madness. Um, so that's that's what it became then, and um, really, really famous. That's what the whole Sandman arc is based on. It's it's around the adventures of Dream. Yeah, it, it is Michael Moorcock. Uh, very good, Moorcock for everyone. What sometimes people say to me, and. I always disappoint. <laughs> Zing! Um, oh, your poor lady friend. Uh, <laughs> Destiny, delirium, dream, desire, despair, death, and destruction. Um, they are seven brothers and sisters. Um, they are the overarching system of the DC mythology. They, they are they though? You see, it depends. This is the thing. Everybody fears them mm-hmm. because they are such heavy hitters. For example, the only one who can stand up to dream. Near as anyone can tell, is Lucifer. Yeah, but also in that universe there is the Spectre. So the Spectre is an interesting one. So that's a that's a good example. Spectre is God's champion in mm. his original um, thing. This is really this is something that fascinates me about DC. Early DC stuff is very very Christian. Yeah. Um, the seven deadly sins were in fact the seven deadly sins of the Bible. Yeah. Um, or the film Seven. Or the films. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, and the Spectre is actually God's uh, left hand of vengeance. Mm. No, so God's right hand of vengeance. Sorry. Yeah. Um, left hand of wiping your butt. Left hand of wiping your butt. Um, and he punishes people for their sins. Mm. That's what he does. He's, he's God's divine instrument yeah. of vengeance. And it's bloody weird. Yeah. Big old naked guy with a green cape. Yeah. Talk about the so endless. Underoos, sorry, uh, yeah, the underoos are great. I mean, desire again is androgyny. <laughs> you just said the underoos. Are the underoos are great. The underoos. Uh, Michael and Benjamin's new mythology coming to a comic book near you. Underoos. Um, I mean, each one has their own thing. Obviously, destiny looks over fate in mm-hmm. general. Um, delirium. It's all about that madness. Mm-hmm. Um, dream is everybody's favorite moody prick. Yeah. Um, desire is everyone's favorite temptress or temptor because uh, it, <laughs> much like Slanesh, uh, Slanesh is androgynous. Androgynous. Mm. Very eighties vid- music video androgynous in most incarnations. Very similar to Slanesh in a lot of but, ways. But uh, yeah, same thing. Despair. Uh, is very similar to sloth or gluttony mm-hmm. or 
Uh, what was the guy that you mentioned who was Misery? Nurgle. Nurgle, that was him. But Nurgle's very jolly. Suffering, yeah. She's not. She's she's mm. bloody morbid pain in the arse. But a big, uh, grotesque thing. Death is everybody's favourite thing. Everybody wants to ride Death. She's a sexy lady. She's, she's nerd boy, um, nerd boy bait. Um, and she's very jovial, much mm. in contrast to her uh, personality. And then Destruction is the brother who had enough and gave it all up. Yeah, he left. He left. He, he, was, he wandered he was, off into the universe. He was a suit of armour guy, wasn't and he? And he a, was at one point. Big beardy man. Yeah, but again, very jovial. Mm. The thing about the Endless is they embody these these things, but they don't necessarily reflect those things or mm-hmm. crave them in the same way. Um, they're much more about maintaining balance in these different things. And each has their own realm and their own way of doing things. Um, and Morpheus is widely regarded Morpheus the dream entity mm-hmm. is widely regarded as a bit of a prick by all like of them him. none of them like him because he looks like Neil Gaiman yes um, and there are all kinds of rivalries between these desires always acting the bollocks mm. because she sees her role as better she gives people real life dreams as in their desire manifested and dream only lets them wander around their brains and yeah. dream doesn't like that because people should dream about the things they want to do they shouldn't necessarily get to fulfill them all the time. Mm. And this bounces around and all that. if you get to fulfill all your weird dreams, you end up like R. Kelly. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ben, oh. it's interesting that you oh, said no. there about the Christian thing. Because one of the one of the modern greats in this field is, of course, J.R.R. Tolkien. Because J.R.R. Tolkien, Ben, he created a fantasy universe. But he himself was a Christian. Same with C.S. Lewis. Well, C.S. Lewis was very Christian. I the mean, Christian. the lion is Jeebus. Jeebus Christ. But J.R. Tolkien's is pretty weird because it seems to be about wizards and monsters and a pantheon of evil gods and a pantheon of good gods. But it's about Nazis. What? <laughs> no, it isn't. Nah, I just like throwing that in sometimes. Um, because in in the Lord of the Rings, Ben, in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, none of this is really mentioned. Most of this comes from the Cimmerillion. Oh, that's J.R. Tolkien? I thought it was C.S. Lewis. No, that's J.R. Tolkien. Man. The Cimmerillion is the origin story of the world of the Lord of the Rings. Ooh. And at first, Ben, there was a god. Uh, a, a, a reality itself, the universe. Did he have a big white beard? Yeah, he was god. He's he, god. He's, he's god. god. He's Christian god, but his name is Eru Iluvatar, I think. Whatever. And he creates a group of creatures called the Vanir... Valar, 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 like the vanguard or the yeah, the Vanir, yeah. And they're basically angels. Well, the Vanir comes from Asgard. Yeah, that's not Vanir; it's okay. Valar. That's why I got confused. And he then he creates the Maiar, and they're they're the bad eggs to balance. No, Valar. they're the le- I mean, if you wanted a Christian equivalent, they are the lesser choir of angels. Oh, okay. And you could say that the Valar are like the archangels. Ah. And, and the Maiar are the run of the mill cherubim that kind of thing general yeah. angels okay. but then of course they all turn into fantasy things so the Valar become um, the Eru says listen lads Willie's making our planet there and they go alright we'll do it by singing and they go ah, there's the elves and the whatnots, and there's the plants and the and uh, they become a kind of pantheon then so it's a real mix of a traditional... I, I thought for a second you said they got depowered and turned into those creatures, which would have been very Irish, because that's what happened to our Celtic gods. They got, uh, yeah, but no, that's not what happened. Got stuck under a hill. <laughs> no, that's, um, not what, that's not what it is. It's that the, they they all take on responsibility for a, an aspect of something. So there's oh. a, So it's basically like, imagine if the Greek gods were subordinate to the Roman 
to the to the Christian God, basically. Okay. Imagine if they were created by okay. him, and then the devils well, and in demons. Certain, in certain storylines, that's what happens. Mm. They're they're like lieutenants to the different things, like totism or shamanism or embodyism yeah. of, of various things. Oh, yeah. But then that that obviously affects nearly every fantasy universe that comes along afterwards. For example, have you ever read or played anything from the Elder Scrolls? I've I've I played the Elder Scrolls once, but I used all the cheat codes and just ran through it fairly quickly. No I, good, bad bloke. No good, bad bloke. Not a game player, Michael. Not not my thing. In that pen, they have uh, basically good gods and bad gods, oh. and the good gods are the ones who actively took part in the creation of the world. Real real good eggs. Yeah, and the bad gods are the ones who didn't. What the lazy ones? The ones who keep to their own plane of existence. What's wrong with that, Michael? They're very like the chaos gods in Warhammer. Yeah, but they're not Earth. Leave yeah. me. <laughs> but they don't leave the humans be, Ben. Well, look, that's because you that's because you told them they were bad gods. No, it's not. Cause out, it's because they're always wanting to interfere. Imagine, but Ben, if facts. you were imagine if you were Malag Bal. Of course. The Daedric Prince of Domination. I am Malak Bal, the Daedric Prince of Domination. <laughs> no, you're not. No, sorry. <laughs> you couldn't sorry. even dominate a I conversation. Sorry, forgot. Or imagine if you were imagine if you were pe- Periite? The Daedric, Periot. Periot, the Daedric <laughs> Prince of Disease and Death. That's you. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, sorry. Or imagine if you were Hermaeus Mora, the Daedric Prince of Madness and Delirium. No, that's from the Endless. And that's what I'm saying, Ben. That yeah. was you see, this is where we're going. They're that's all the they're, they're all, all just coming back to the same bloody archetypes. You could already blame Young for this. It's probably all Young. Oh, is it Young again? <laughs> imagine if you were Hercene, the Daedric Prince of the Hunt. Who has a human body and a and a kind of deer's antlers? That's just the Celtic god of the hunt. That's what I'm saying. They then. just stole it. They just... And he's the father of werewolves. Oh, like Throp. Kind of, yeah. Ah. Oh. Mm. Oh. But know. in 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 the Elder Scrolls, Ben, not all of the the Daedric princes are necessarily evil. Okay, they just happen to be. They weren't involved in the creation of the world. They have one called Merida. Not the Disney's brave. No, or the Spanish word for shit. Okay. Um, she is a god, a Daedric princess of light, but not. She's not good, but she abhors death and undeath. Oh, that's good. So kind of good. Kind of good. But a real bitch. She'll balance the L scale here and there. She's yeah. A, she's the snooty god. We've, every pantheon has a snooty god. But you see, these aren't part of the pantheon in the Elder Scrolls because they have a pantheon of the good gods. Oh, Christ. So there's the nine good gods. And then you've and got then all these got other the, lads that are just the not Daedric, These are the princes then. The Daedric princes of oh, various lads. things. Ugh. But it's very well developed well, because good. the the Elder Scrolls. The one thing you can say about it, Ben, is there's a lot of lore in those games. There's a lot going on. Yeah, you can read it if you want to, but it'll take you hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, there's a wiki. There's always a wiki. There's a wiki for everything. So, Michael, to finish this off, I, t- I took a look at um, I, t- I took us a look at Rosen of Minimina. Um, I took us a look at yeah, Swamp the Thing, right. the world of Swamp Thing. Go on, Swamp Thing is bloody classic, bloody mm. classic thing. He's always he's called the Defender of the Green, Michael. And some people, when they read this, they go, "Yeah, all he plants works... are green." That's looking very creative. Oh, I read it and thought you meant like he worked on a golf course. He he also does that on the weekends. <laughs> Superhero gigs don't pay much. Um, but I uh, what I didn't realize until uh, very recently Michael is the green is actually an elemental realm within the DC universe 
universe. Oh. There are several of these things, and each of them chooses a champion or a defender of their. So there's the green. The realm. There's the green, the red, the black, the grey, the clear. <laughs> clear. Who's the champ? Who's the champion of the brown? Uh, there is no brown. You see, they avoided that one. Okay. There's also some lesser ones that have been kind of re-established later on. Uh, the metal, the melt, and the divided. Mm. Um. So each one is an elemental force in the DC universe and mm. each one chooses their own champions are or they, people that can engage with them. Is it like the speed force? Yeah, kind of like that, but again, not. You see, DC always fucks around with this. They love to create huge overarching concepts that run their universe, but then they mm. forget about the ones that are already established. Like the Endless. And it gets kind of messy. Yeah, mm. exactly. Do the Endless exist in the Batman universe? Mm. They do if you're Neil Gaiman, mm. um, but they don't if you're Scott Schneider. Mm. Oh, they do, because he was in Dark Knight Metals again. The Endless pop up in Dark oh, Knight. Really? May, yeah. Do they uh, win? Daniel of the Endless. No, they don't involve themselves, same as always. They, mm. they don't really involve themselves in that life. But anyway... The green has Swamp Thing as its defender, um, and it's to do with all plant life on the planet. Mm. Um, other people that can engage in the green are Poison Ivy, um, the, flur- the flur- flor- flor- Floridian flor- Man. Fluorescent Man? It's something like that, yeah. I know um, who you're talking about. He's like Swamp Thing, but he's a real dick. Yeah, uh, he's like a real... Yeah, exactly. He's Swamp Thing, um, but a real dick. Black Orchid, which is another Neil Gaiman creation, can come with this. This was all established Black by... Black Orchid sounds uh, sexy. Uh, she is. Um, quickly look her she's up. She's purple and naked. Um, and this is all based on Alan Moore's kind of reimagining of Swamp Thing. So he took over Swamp Thing and started penciling in all this stuff. Um, the red is for animals, any living creature, usually. Ah, oh, blood um, stuff blood stuff but that's exactly the aesthetic it's all very bloody and meaty and sinewy when these things are created um one of the people that becomes the champion of that is animal man animal man is the champion of the red on the planet um beast boy is one of the lesser characters that does that um then we come to the kind of evil stuff to balance those two out obviously you have uh the black which is rot it's to do with decay and rot like Nurgle like Nurgle exactly and that's done by uh, well, their, their champion is uh, Anton Arcane or Abigail Arcane depending on, on which iteration of him, who's a lover of Swamp Thing which is very convoluted oh, very. because he fights against the rot they have to live in the perfect green. balance mm. yeah um, then you have The Grey which is Fungi now The Grey is a film with Liam Neeson no 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 it's not Liam Neeson in this case well um, Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson's a real fun guy he's a real fun guy oh, you had to do it anyway Fungi is Solomon Grundy is actually the champion of, fun, of um, The Grey because he's grey because he's grey yeah. oh, there's not a lot of creativity very that creative, goes into these. Yeah. but uh, it's Fungi and they kind of, that kind of works hand in hand with he's not rot, a fun guy he's very slow witted um, one of the terrible things about The Grey is it tries to take over everything uh, um, by spreading spreading spores and stuff like that mm. and it's very hard to keep in check um, the clear is just the, the aquatic stuff and Aquaman is the champion of the clear is he? yeah does he know? no okay <laughs> it's a bit shite like mm. um, but anyway th- those are some of the main ones and then you have the divided which are the champions or the bacteria on the planet but that yeah, it's very convoluted yeah, wasn't there a green lantern who was a bacteria? yeah a little amoeba amoeba are bacteria but look oh, that's sorry. a whole other okay. thing uh, Ben did Cat trying to get in or something. Something like that. Ben, oh, I forgot what I was going to say because yeah. the noise distracted me. Did now nah, it's gone. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going. Keep spinning your wheels. There. Um, but each one has kind of a collection of people. Oh, did you see that in yeah. Marvel Comics? Namor, the Submariner, uh, captured Hydro Man and stole his powers. No. Yeah. So now they're just making him into Aquaman. Even more powerful in many Aquaman ways. Aquaman and Mera put yeah. together. Mm. Anyway, oh. Sorry to interrupt. Go That's on. interesting. Yeah, it is. Oh. He said a human wasn't deserving to have those powers. 
it's not no, for him to say. Captured him and stole him. That's that's not for him to say, man. <laughs> that's um, very very social justice of you, Ben. No, not even Ben. <laughs> Benjamin, look, people are always making up gods. Yeah, we we, we love an old god. American Structure, Michael. American Structure. gods had its own pantheon as well they had the the new gods the tv boy and the i've, I've since gone off them we had the new gods themselves the new gods, fourth world jack kirby. jack kirby yeah marvel has its kind of weird cosmic pantheon of destiny the living tribunal, living the tribunal one above all. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of Celestials, gods everywhere Eternals. what's this called ben metagods was there a comic called metagods probably <laughs> uh, well there's met there's metatron there's metatron in the bible the voice of god <laughs> there's there's metron in the new gods who rides around and has access to all knowledge in the known universe. What a dick. Um, real dickbag. Doesn't get involved. But yeah, it's Metapantheon. Ben, Michael. ask the people what their favourite one is. Look, lads. Ben, last week we asked people who their favourite uh, mother for Mother's Day was. And we missed one. We missed a big one, Michael. Sarah Connor. Bloody Sarah Connor from the Terminator. Who's Cron- returning yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. to the next Terminator movie. And Gabriel Luna. Yeah, who was a uh, Ghost Rider in Marvel's Agents, Agents of Shield? Um, that was Cron. Cron reminded us of good old Cron of, of um, bloody Thanks, bloody Kron. Sarah Connor. Cron, uh, if you want to help us out this week, what's your favorite pantheon? Yeah, what's um, your favorite new pantheon? Fictional pantheon, neo pantheon, meta pantheon, yeah. meta panties. Yeah. Give us your favorite meta panties. Have you got any panties and on? Don't forget the hashtag <laughs> meta panties um, down below in the comments. Oh, this is sure to. This will be the one that, that makes us, Michael. Uh, <laughs> meta panties, all for everyone. Um, as always, guys, we are on iTunes, we're we on are, Spotify, yeah. Spotify, we're on YouTube. Give us a shout. Did you see Sam? Did we spoil it for you? Did yeah, you see us? Probably. What do you think? Uh, Adam Bro back on the screen who wouldn't thunk it um anyway that's it from us this week guys bye bye